Buenos dias. Listen, y'all. I have a funny, <laughs> a funny story. <clears throat> this is the day after the podcast that I did last night, and um, meaning like that, I did. That was the last thing I did at night. Kid you not. Uploaded the thumbnail. Um. Completed uploading it. Fell asleep. Okay. Now, a lot of you know, I've been studying for my state exam. It took, it was, um, when I scheduled it, the earliest availability was for today, and it was three and a half weeks out. So, all of a sudden, I wake up this morning. Well, I wake up, and I see 5.47 on, on my, my laptop. It was open. And I'm like, Trying to, so I blinked two times. I'm like, is that 547 or 647? It says 647. So at this point, I jump up and I grab my cell phone and I look at the time and it says 647. And I'm like, fuck. So then I'm like, no, 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 no. This, maybe something's wrong. Maybe it's still Tuesday. (sighs) So I like scroll my phone up and log in. And I'm like, it's Wendy. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. I missed my exam. It's 647. Like, how did I sleep in? I didn't set an alarm. I thought I was just, because I was like, and then I'm like, but wait a minute. I didn't even eat. I should have eaten before I'd gone. And I'm like, that means I must have been really tired. I can't believe I missed my exam. So I'm like, ah, crap. I'm going to have to reschedule. It's going to be three weeks out. It's going to be so embarrassing. And then I was like trying to figure out in my mind real quick what to do. So I'm like, okay, let me go to the ladies' room, go to the ladies' room. And then it's like after I fully wake up, I'm like, oh, it's um 6.47 a.m. <laughs> I thought I missed my exam. I fell asleep so deep. But anyways... So this is what I woke up to. This is a a minute and 45 second clap back from Ebony Williams. And this is, I I probably, so it seems as if she is a regular or definitely one of the co-hosts, if not the host for the griot. I really like how she's articulate and I'm going to go ahead and play what's called the clap back um, to all the haters that said she wouldn't date a bus driver. And then if I have any commentary, then I'll, I'll circle back. Okay, so let's do this. So out of the 50,000 plus comments posted on social, I only saw a handful that even considered the possibility of a bus owner being a more aspirational position and recognizing that I am actually speaking and pouring into the ascension of black men when I said what I said. But see, no, some of y'all were too busy naming and shaming me personally and black women in general as undesirable gold diggers and much worse. Now, I suspect that some of y'all are the same men that were bringing home C's and D's on your report cards, only to then be coddled by parents that said, well, that's okay, as long as you're doing your best. Well, listen, I love and believe in the excellence of black men. So no, my dear, C's and D's or any other form of mediocrity is not okay. No, I will not create a soft place for you or anybody that I love to fall comfortably into the bigotry of low expectations. 
So I'm going to say one more time. There's absolutely nothing wrong with driving a bus. My mother Gloria drove one for years. But could it be that black America has been sold a narrative of average, regular, and typical being good enough for us? Hmm. Well, see, that's called white supremacy. And in this case, it takes the form of conditioning black Americans to happily accept being a permanent American underclass. But see, because I know the truth about black folk in America, no, average is not and will never be good enough for me. And the gag is, I don't think it's good enough for you either. Now, I thought that was interesting, especially, whoops, that, that last part. So let's go ahead and play it again. I wish he had said that to um Ayala, but I get it too, because sometimes if you're in a conversation and you're listening, you're, you're in the present and you're in the moment and you're engaging, but if you have time to think about it and articulate it more, you can kind of figure out like, what do I double down on and, and how do I clarify where I stand and why I'm saying certain things. So let's go ahead and play it again. Out of the 50,000 plus comments posted on social, I only saw a handful that even considered the possibility of a bus owner being a more aspirational position and recognizing that I am actually speaking and pouring into the ascension of black men and see and so that right there like when I tell you I you heard it here on my podcast journey right definitely earlier this year late last year you start to figure out that there's no point in quote-unquote breathing life or you know into dust right so here she is even though she's um, a grown woman successful has you know had dating experiences that didn't outcome in marriage she's still out here like fighting for them hoping that somebody will get the point hoping that they will see the value this is where speaking life it does nothing for you like she can't win for trying so why even try at all like to me that's why I'm like I don't I you can even hear excuse me, my older stuff, I'm not saying to go back, back, but for those of you who've been with me for, um, are we going on like two, going on three years now? I used to be like so hopeful and thinking that they're capable of like loving, protecting, providing, um, logical for the most part, you know, that they would appreciate me breathing life into them. And I'm like, oh, don't give up on your divine masculine. Yeah, he's cheating on you right now, but he will come back and realize that you are the the <clears throat> I am not re-recording. I just woke up. <clears throat> oh my gosh. Um that you are like the best thing since sliced bread and practice uh what do you call it? Um <clears throat> oh god i'm gonna have to re- record this um but yeah just kind of like giving them second chances and breathing life into them and coddling them it got her absolutely freaking nowhere it got her nowhere when i said what i said 
But see, no, some of y'all were too busy naming and shaming me personally and black women in general as undesirable gold diggers and much worse. Now, I suspect that some of y'all are the same men that were bringing home C's and D's on your report cards, only to then be coddled by parents that said, well, that's okay, as long as you're doing your best. And see, and so this is interesting because I've been thinking about some of the things that I say, like, oh, they're incapable of love, their brains are different, their testosterone affects them different. Um, <clears throat> that's something that I, I want to further reconcile within myself, but... It's like she's still in a place where she thinks that they're capable of comprehending beyond a fourth grade level. Um, I, you know, part of my hesitancy to saying that, you know, there's are there probably one out of a hundred black men that can, that are logical, that can control their testosterone, that are not out, that, um, have a form of showing care for their children. I could say that, but I wouldn't go so far as to say that they're capable of like loving or anything like that. And <clears throat> it, it that's at the same time, she's also showing that it's not a form of coddling because she's saying if you were to bring her home C's and D's, she would try to help you understand that you're capable of getting an A or B, you know, and succeeding and, and being excellent. So I really like how she's laying everything out. Let me just finish playing this. Well, listen, I love and believe in the excellence of black men. So no, my mm -hmm. dear, C's and D's or any other form of mediocrity is not okay. No, I will not. Because part of the problem is they're going to blame it on like the prison the school to prison pipeline they're gonna blame it on the father who abandoned them they're gonna blame it on the mother who stayed they're gonna blame it on society they're gonna blame it on the neighborhood that they grew up in they're gonna blame it on the music they're gonna blame it on the culture they're gonna blame it on the alcohol it's just it's just never ending right to create a soft place for you or anybody that I love to fall comfortably into the bigotry of low expectations. So I'm going to say one more time. There's absolutely nothing wrong with driving a bus. My mother Gloria drove one for years. And that was a, like low-key, y'all. That was weird to me because why would Ayanna bring up a bus driver knowing that her mom was a bus driver? Like, what are the odds that I'm going to be on a show with you and I'm going to mention something that your mom did for years. Like that, that was kind of like, to me, a sneak disc from Ayana. But I mean, again, what are the infinitesimal odds that, you know, um, of all things, a bus driver, like that's, if she had said like, well, we would you date a, um, french fry flipper or something or like a or even a teacher like to me if somebody said would well, you did a teacher well my, both my parents were teachers so it, it it's a common occupation bus driver is not a very common occupation so why would she bring that up with ebony i feel like it was a sneak disc that was if she knew that her, i feel like that's just disrespectful and her mom is a woman not a man but um I, I did mention I was disappointed with the whole, you know, 
and I don't think it was in her intention. I will say this, but I think subconsciously it's just kind of like blaming the parent that stays, you know, like, oh, well, my mom is masculine and this is why I don't know how to be feminine. And most of the men I'm meeting are are not as masculine as I need them to be. Like that, That's not your mom's fault. Your mom did the best that she could. She loved you. She stayed, you know, and she had to balance the duality of being the mother and the father. But could it be that black America has been sold a narrative of average, regular, and typical being good enough for us? Mm. Well, see, that... Yeah, good enough and acceptable, right? It's called white supremacy. And in this case, it takes the form of conditioning black Americans to happily accept being a permanent American underclass. Mm -hmm. But see, because I know the truth about black folk in America... No, average is not and will never be good enough for me. Mm -hmm. And the gag is, I don't think it's good enough for you either. So here's the thing, and I'm 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 like I'm not the most perfect person. I know there's some things I say that are kind of rude. I get it. Don't care to a certain degree. Um, but I like it because at least it goes back to that whole her speaking life into y'all because this is how you guys repay somebody who believes the gag that maybe you're capable of being inspired to greatness and being inspired to excellence. But as for me and myself, I'm done. <laughs> like my days of speaking life into dust and encouraging people or seeing, you know, believing that they can aspire to something greater, like just that's just a space I'm in. I don't know how long I'll stay in that space. You know, if I'm if I were to give out like little like to concede and say, oh, well, you know, yeah, this guy is intelligent or he has self-control and capable of showing that he cares and likes people. I'm deliberately not using the word like because you will have people in relationships that you want them to love you, but they don't even like you. You know, um, but I do agree with the excellence thing. You know, I think that's that's how I feel about black girl magic. But I know some people feel the same way about black women, the same way they do about black men, too. So, you know, you'll have people that will say like, oh, you know, well, black girl magic ain't ish and we're not capable of um, excelling or becoming the best version of herself or whatever, what have you, whatnot. So I get it. I understand that I'm I'm probably, you know. <laughs> being a little bit of a brat about it but um another interesting thing I want to I was listening to another content creator and she made an excellent point which was you know that is the role of the um father to set the standards in terms of um if he worked his his tail off to make sure that she didn't have that that person should be able to provide the same lifestyle that the family provided for her, why would she, it would be insulting for her to go any lower. And so it made me think like, even for like my dad, my dad didn't have anybody to model that to him. Right. And, um, in her case for Ebony, she didn't have, um, the, uh, a, a father to tell her that, but I'm glad, I think that she's struggling with that same thing. Um, where, if her mom did everything she could to make sure she had a, a solid footing, even though it might not have been the highest footing, 
a solid foundation to be there to show up to provide put a roof over her head feed her and be there for her in the capacity that she was able to to where now she can be a lawyer why would she settle for anything less you know and it made me think about even what do you tell little girls when it comes to um you know if if their family really just continues to maintain this legacy of poverty, we're never going to set the boundary to where it's like, okay. And and that made me pay attention to like, for example, for my niece, I, it made me want to double down more because um, about a month ago we were talking and I said, listen, I don't ever want you to depend on a guy for, for money at this point. I think at this young age, I, and I, um, I just told her, I said, look, if you when if and when you get to the point where you're going to start drinking, I'm like, if you need money to buy a drink, just charge it to my card. You know, I would rather you charge it to my card than this guy try to buy you a drink. And then because he bought you a drink now, he's expecting you to sleep with him. I was like, you know, don't ever sell yourself so cheap that some guy feels like, oh, just because he bought you a you know, $7 or 14. Some of the drinks, like if you go out to Newport, they're like 24 bucks, right? Just because he bought you a drink just don't mean that um, you should feel obligated to, to sleep with him because they will go and take you to Applebee's or take you to some cheap place to eat and then expect you to sleep with them. I'm like, I'd rather you just pay it. And, you know, that's why I told her, I'm like, I always want you to have your own because I don't want you to have to compromise in that area. But how many other um little girls don't have someone that even can give them the bare minimum like can't even put food on the table have them living in deplorable conditions so if a guy does really legit offer them a drink and it's like oh well I don't have to come out of my pocket $24 you know or okay well I only eat one meal a day what if I do you know just get a free quote unquote free meal from and Applebee's, right? And th- and it's that's really sad. But now it makes me want to up the ante even more. It's like I want to. I'm going to use that same language that I learned from that other girl. And I say this too because, like my dad, <clears throat> I remember my frustration because it was like they ne- he didn't they didn't vet my my um any of the the guys that I dated. But I mean, how could he? How would he know? You know, I think that him getting married and staying committed and everything is is commendable in and of itself but how is he supposed to know the inner workings like and he has one sister and the rest are all boys on his side of the family and he's protective of his sister but you know not there's not much he really you know the other thing I wanted to talk about too was like even when you think about religion I've said it before but and I'll say it again and then I'm going to go because I want to make sure I'm on time. <laughs> I'm going to leave a little bit early. It's, it's almost 8 o'clock. I want to go work out. And then um, just going to, I'll be back home in a couple hours and try to get one or two exams in. So um, I've said it before, but to me, religion is such a, pov- creates such a poverty mindset in people. And, and when you start to overlay like religion, like for example, lost my train of thought. Um, what I was going to say is that 
with religion, this is where you start to have these conversations where you stay in a um, perpetual loop of poverty, right? It's kind of like lowering the standards because the elite, they marry for, for wealth, right? Um, ideally, they they like each other. Although even when you look at the royal family, Kate and and Will, they don't like each other. That was definitely marriage for, for love. I mean, for, for wealth. Um, but... With religion, it's kind of like, oh, you know, marry the bus driver. Money doesn't mean anything. Um, material things don't mean anything. Um, but yeah. All right, y'all. I'll talk to you later. I think the next time I'll come back on here because I'm pretty much, I'm not even going to be on social media anymore um, for me to report on anything. But I will let you know, how, you know, what I got on my test tonight. Um, I it, I think it's going to take me about two hours. Would they give us three hours for the exam? It's 150 questions and you have to pass with the 60, but I want to get close to a 95. Last night when I did my um, cram exam, I got close. I got 95%, which means I got out of 150. I got, I think if I'm not mistaken, six questions wrong. Yeah, six or seven questions wrong. So, and part of it too is like once you select it, you know, you, you on the cram exam, you can't go back, but I feel like, um, if I, um, if I check mark some of the questions that I know I had trouble with, I can go back and make sure that I, I got them right. So without too much second guessing myself, cause they, they tell you when you take exams too, usually your first inkling is correct. So when I first started taking them, the review questions, it's like, I remember I'd be like, ah, oh, I think it's B. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to select D. And it would be B. And that, and so it was funny to see that happening again when at this go around, even knowing what I know and studying for the, the, the test and whatnot. Like usually your first inkling is right, but I kind of have an idea of which questions um, I just need to double check and double read and obviously take my time with. Um, Versus trying to just rush through the test to finish it really quick. So, all right. Love y'all. Take care. Have a powerful, upbeat, productive day. Until the next one. Bye.